Let's get this party started. Woo! Episode 170. Ding, 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 ding. I still haven't found that bell. The really? last couple of episodes where you heard a bell, I dubbed it in. Oh, wow. You got to do a lot of dubbing tonight, aren't you? No. A lot of dub stepping. I don't, I don't plan on doing a lot of shameless promotion tonight, but you never know. Well, I mean, we've I'll got to. I'll never rule it out. Uh, well, let's get some announcements in real quick before we jump to to this uh shameless promotion we're gearing up for we're going to the athens jailhouse for our annual visit we decided to just go once a year because sometimes we just do a walkthrough sometimes we hang out for a while we did like a really in-depth episode on the athens jailhouse way back let me pull that up uh, it's been about two years ago i'm gonna say but we did a deep dive on athens jailhouse yeah you had uh one of your friends uh miss harlow yeah she uh, had all that information on it. Yep, there it is. Oh my, that's been five that years. That was ago. episode fifty-eight, dude. That was a long time ago. The conclusion to our Halloween season, we had a great time interviewing Miss Harlow of the Monroe County Historical Society and revisiting the old Athens Jail. Yep, there it is. But we go back every year. Pretty much, Just yeah, about. yeah. So we're gonna—I mean, it's, it's in our backyard. It's a cool place. It's got a unique history. But if you really want to go on the deep dive, Miss Harlow has her own library in her house, and we went to her library, and she had all this stuff laid out on the table about the Athens Jail. She wasn't really into the paranormal thing like, like she did the really, historical part of but, it. but to me had. that's fine because i'm just as interested as in the the history of things as i am whether or not it's got a ghost in it um so that's cool so, yeah if you want to go back and listen to episode 58 there's a lot of good information about the monroe county area and it's just uh it, it's really fascinating to me that this this used to be a, a fully functioning town and, like, this is all that's left of this town is one building. Athens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Athens was a, it was the county seat for a minute. 
if I believe you. She, we covered that in the interview. I know uh, this week, a lot. well, let me take that back. Last week, I was kind of gearing up, you know, to do some, some haunt spooking, some hunting. So I just, you know, did a deep Google dive of haunted places in northeast Mississippi, which there's not a lot that pops up. Well, what I'm really interested in doing tonight is we're finally going to use the SLS cam. Yes. Did I say that right? Yes, SLS cam or Connect cam. We we have it. not yet to use it, and you've had it for a year. I built it over a year ago, but we're finally just now. And describe to them. I kind of know what it does and how it works, but you know more. I mean, you built the damn thing. Without so. getting too in-depth technical with it, uh, the Xbox 360 had that Connect cam, that that long black bar that come with a lot of them. Yeah. And it was motion sensor. You like get you on your play your games, and yeah. So what it does is it spreads out a pinpoint laser uh, grid, and that's how it captures. Motion. Movement, yeah. So all we're basically doing is instead of using the 360, I've got it hooked up to a tablet, and it's supposed to pick up any kind of movement that crosses through that grid. And it's really, really sensitive. And I can I can turn the sensitivity of it up and down. Oh, that's cool. So any movement that comes through, it puts an outline on our tablet as a stick figure. And that's supposed to be an apparition of some sort. Yeah, it's like maybe it can see it, but we can't. Sort of like a lot of other cameras. People have taken pictures, just random pictures on Paranormal. We did it at at, um, the The, coordinates plant. Yeah. I didn't see that in the picture until I was scrolling back through. And it's also just like EVPs. I mean, the recorder will pick them up even though you don't hear it. So, right. and it's kind of the same. A lot of people swear by these things. A lot of people have, have went really, really hard to debunk them. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, nobody knows exactly how this stuff works because no. it's, it's impossible to prove. And the, but the story. It, if you're just filming around and all of a sudden you see the stick figure walking through and you don't see it with the naked eye. I mean, wow. The story behind how this got started is pretty interesting. I'm, I'm just, I'll just do a real brief Am overview of this? it. I hope so. Yeah, go but, ahead. But uh, <laughs> this guy was playing with his 360 Connect, and he was, I don't know if it was Dance Dance Revolution or what it was, but he kept noticing something pop up beside him every once in a while. Oh, Jesus. And it, it would dance with him, or something would just cut across in front of him. Like something would walk, you know, through the living room or wherever. And a lot of people, he mentioned it on a forum, and a lot of people had started noticing this. Well, they did a, I don't know how in-depth of a, a hunt they did at this guy's house, but they caught a bunch of stuff on EVP and uh So they just discovered by pictures. accident that this yeah. can work for paranormal investigation. Yes. And a lot of researchers use this. A lot of researchers. Matter of fact, uh... Building this thing couldn't have been easy because I saw all the adapters and connectors, and you had to order like just a ton of stuff. But there's a lot of information out there on building one of these, right? Yes, and you can build it for as cheap or as expensive as you want, or you can do like a lot of people—they just they buy it outright already built. 
Yeah, they sell I them. I mean, you know me. I'm too much of a DIY guy to... I'm like, hey, I we got say YouTube. The most expensive thing is out. probably the Kinect camera itself, right? No, I think the tablet actually cost more than the Kinect did. Could you not use a cell phone, like a Windows phone or something? It has to have Windows on it, yes. It has to be a Microsoft phone. So you could use a phone. To keep from having such a big... Of course, you want a big screen. You want a bigger screen. You want to be able to see it. And that's a cool like, little frame you've got it like all built into where it's like you can hold it up or you can like hold it like it's at the top. It's basically just a... Uh, it looks like a movie camera. It is. It's a, it's a ca uh, camcorder setup. Uh, not the gimbal style, but just so you can hold it and move with we it. We should take a picture of it, like a really good picture, and use it as this episode's... Okay, uh, we can do that. Uh, graphic. We can do that. Get us a good picture of it. People be like, what is that? Well, listen to the episode and you'll know. See? So, yeah, we're actually going to get to try it out on an actual hunt. Because we've played with it a little bit. Caught some really weird stuff on it. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm inter interested in using it for is... They say that if you walk straight out the front door of the jailhouse and that green knoll, that lawn area out front across the road, it's where the hanging tree was straight ahead. Of course, I've heard that's it's where long it was. since been yeah. cut down, so you can't know exactly, but it's in that area. I would love to scan around with it in that area, especially if you saw something like up in the air. It traced something like that would be crazy. Like dangling? Yeah. That would actually be kind of scary. That'd be freaky. That'd be freaky as hell. And the only downside to the SLS cam is you've got to have good light. Oh, uh, we're not going to have that. We will have light, and we'll have our cell phones and flashlights. Because you've got to be able to see the screen. We should have went during the day, then. Dusk is probably a better time, because it's not too bright, and it's not... Well, it's almost dark. We better hurry with this. So anyway, without further ado... And you got to set this up for me because you told me originally you were going to do Puppet Master. I was. The reason I had to change that, one, there's 13 Puppet Masters. Good Lord. And they are extremely hard to find. Well, once I got here and got up in the attic. Try Dollar General. Well, I realized that I've got nine of them already on DVD. But I was like, you know what? It's too late to, to power binge 13 movies. So I went ahead and binged eight movies instead. <laughs> and I am doing mine on... You got a little drum roll or something you want to do? The Saw franchise. Oh, nice. Okay. And cool. I've, everybody I've has seen, seen... one of them. Yeah. Everybody has at least seen one Saw but, and I didn't go in depth with my notes because I left my notes at now, work. Now, did you include the ones I did that not, weren't called Saw, but they tied in? I included Jigsaw. That's the, the, the eighth one. I didn't include Spiral, which is a prequel, because I hadn't been able to watch it yet. But. Maybe we can do an update next year. Yeah. Well, I still want to watch Spiral. They say uh, Chris Rock done that movie. I thought I saw something like with him on a Saw movie, and I was like, what? Yeah, I think he's the one that, I don't know if he's directing it, but I know he's the one that got permission to do it. I think he wrote it. Wow, okay. Uh, but like I said, I didn't go in-depth on my notes, 
just because I'd left my notes at work. And but for and I'm gonna start at number one and go down. You're gonna start with your favorite or least favorite? Favorite. I I did that with the Friday the Thirteenth one, but the Not My Elm Street. I'm gonna do the opposite of that. I'm gonna start with my least favorite. Well, I can start with my least favorite. I can turn my list over. Doesn't matter. Uh, Because honestly, after your first and last one, you can almost put the other ones anywhere in it. Sometimes. Well, on this one particularly, but uh, butter, but uh, the very first saw was probably my favorite. Of course, it's the first one. And the OG, it set the stage. It did. It set, set the, the premise, the standard, set the precedence. And the, the signature trap on that one was the reverse bear trap that they put it in his mouth. Yeah. And then it just, you know, made you a flop top when it went off. And man, the big reveal, the twist, I don't want to give it away, even though it's been out for 15, 20 years. Uh, at the very end, I was like, wow. I should have seen that coming, and I didn't. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about on that. At the end of part one. I'll edit this out, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, My second favorite was part two. And to me, had one of the gnarliest scenes in it. The used syringe pit. That. And you know how I went needles. A whole pit. Where the hell did you find a, that many needles? Dude, you're in the city. You can find them on any just street. Just walk around corner. in the alleyways. <laughs> yeah, just pick them up. Okay. That, and if you remember, his wife was a doctor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he probably got all that medical waste and Bring and home all the stuff, and I'll use and it for And that, and he was, like, player. super rich. A lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, but being rich doesn't help you... Get you can buy whatever needles. you want. Used needles? Yeah, I guess. I'm I mean, going on eBay a, to see if I can get some. You do that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be here whenever the FBI comes a-knocking and while you're searching. Why would the FBI care if I had used needles? Because that's kind of scary. It's scary, but it's not illegal. After Saul 2, they might think you're trying to... <laughs> Make my own Saul movie? Uh, for number three, I've got number eight. Jigsaw, the last one. And so it's, that's just a movie about him, right? No, it's it's the Saw movie. It's just uh, just like it. Why is it called like name. Saw and then a number? Then I don't know why they done that, and I couldn't find any info of why. Hmm. Uh, but it was really good. The signature trap on it is a laser collar, and the kill scene with it was. Awesome. Uh, but there and there's a whole lot of story on Jigsaw with it being the last one. You know, they had to really reach to keep it relevant. And I think they did. The, the way they did the storyline on it was pretty good. Uh, my number four... Ooh, I like that shirt. My number four is number seven. Which... If you look at it, it's called the final chapter or something like that. So it was supposed to have been the last one. Rip off Friday the 13th much? Well, every other horror movie that did a final chapter and then made like six more after that. But the signature on it is the brazen bull. And you know what that is, don't you? I do not. 
it's a big hollow oven, basically, in whatever shape you want to make it in. And they put the person in it, and then they stoke a fire up underneath it. The Greeks used it a lot. Oh, like it's a torture thing? Yes. Well, it okay, cooks so you I, while you're in it. This is something I didn't know, because, I've, I've, again, I've only seen one. So each movie has, like, a headliner trap? Yeah, it's got a it, signature trap. Okay, so, but there's more than one, usually, in oh, the movie. Oh, yes, But then there's, yes, like, yes. the big... But there's, yeah, then there's the big, big reveal trap. The boss trap. trap. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because there, all the rest of them are obstacles, but the big one is the one that you actually have to pass to... Uh, Survive, basically. Yeah, they set you free if you win. Yeah, right? if if you get through that one, then yeah, you're you're deemed. But it seems like you have to do something really bad to be able to win. Oh yeah, yeah. His okay. whole thing is 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 the uh, you you didn't take it full advantage of your life. You squalored it, so you have to give up something really important to you. You squalored it. Yeah, is that the same squalor? as squandered? Squalor. I've never heard the word squalor. What did you just say? Squandered. Squander. Oh, that might be it. I don't know. Squandered means you wasted it, basically. Yes. Okay. That, that's it. <laughs> word of the day: squalored. Squalored. It's sort of like hollering and squandering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five is number six. Signature on it is the acid injector. The ass injector? Acid. Oh. <laughs> Uses hydrofluoric acid. Well, what kind of movie is this? Well, you don't want me to answer that because you really need to watch that one. Okay. Uh, number seven is uh, number five. And the signature on it was the blood collecting table, which was pretty gnarly. Uh, so some of these... Traps they didn't make up just for the movie. They were like used in real real life. A lot of them were. Some of them were just made up. Which why did so many people used to get tortured? Like we don't have any torture devices in. Oh yeah, we do. They use waterboarding, I guess. A lot of these torture devices are still used. Just you know, not per se by our military. I know, but like used to, you get arrested. They would put him in the Iron Maiden, which sounds a lot more metal than it is. Sounds you know, a lot cooler. Or than they would put people in uh, what is this thing's called? Where the rack, or or the one where your 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 head and arms are in it, and you just stand there for like days. Oh, uh, it was pretty common. I forget what it's called. I can't think of it right off the top of my head either. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, number seven is number three. It's the uh, its signature was the rack. Stretches you, quarters you. No, you're racked up in it, and when it goes off, it basically turns you into a blood eagle. What's a blood eagle? It's another torture that the Vikings made. Uh, really, really prominent. You cut open cool their band back. Name, by the way, blood eagle. You pull their lungs out through their back on each side while they're racked up. And as they're breathing, it looks like their, lung, their lungs or wings trying to fly. Wow. Yeah. So that, that is pretty gnarly. And then my least favorite one 
was number four. Its signature was the Ice Block Head Smasher, which was a really cool kill scene. But it, the movie itself, I guess after the first three, it was like, ah, blah, 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 we know what's going to happen. So. That's what you didn't like about it, is it was predictable? Yes, very predictable. How, what's the ratio like on these movies, people like that, that survive and don't survive? Because, uh, like, well, you know, like you said, they let you like, go if you win the, the trap. Honestly, I don't know. That is a good question. I needed to go back through and count the ones that made it and the ones that didn't. Are there ever any people that return? Oh, yes. Oh, well, not to the traps, per se. But, I mean, that's giving away way too much. That's spoiler alert level right there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's all of them? Yeah, that's all except for Spiral. And like I said, I haven't watched Spiral yet. And that's what? supposed to be a prequel. And then it came out pretty recently? Yeah, I think it just came out. Within the last couple months. All right, well, that was your list. And uh, if you're listening to this, and I guess you are if you just heard me say that, um, <laughs> send us your list. We're doing, we're picking a franchise. It doesn't matter if, if you could do Saw as well if you want. You can do Friday the 13th as well as I did last episode. Uh, but you put them in order, your favorite to your least favorite, or least favorite to favorite, which, whichever way you want to go. And it doesn't have to be your favorite franchise either. Just no. a franchise that has five or more movies, signature, or, uh, sequels. Yeah. And, and believe me, folks, there is a bunch of them. Yeah. Way more than I knew before we way started Way more this. than I expected. Yeah. Like, Alicia's fixing to do hers, and I didn't realize how many... I didn't realize how many tie-ins The Conjuring had. Well, it's funny. When I did Saw, when I, I was looking it up, I didn't realize that there was nine of them. And you saw how many when you started looking. Yeah. But I didn't realize... I'd only remembered up to four, because four was the last one I watched. So when I went through my binge week... I just touched back up on Saw 4 and then started... How many days did it take you to watch all those? Two and a half days. Seven No, 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 no. I watched... In two and a half days? I watched... uh, I skipped through four a lot, just like hitting the highlights. Then I watched five and six one day, and then seven and eight the next day. Cool. I went through Nightmare on Elm Street pretty quick, quicker than I, I thought I would. Yeah, rewatching all those, but those aren't long movies either, like seventy, eighty minutes, and you're done. I, th- I think there was a little over an hour, hour twenty maybe. Yeah, I kind of like that sometimes. Get, you know, get the point across, get in there, get out, short and sweet. Yeah, if, if you up. don't have to put too much filler in it, I think it makes for a better movie. Oh yeah, even though it, you know it's a good movie, if you think it it wasn't long enough. If you're like, oh my God, there's so much more they could have done. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. I mean, I've never sat and watched a three-hour movie to, and where I said, dude, you know, they could have did so much more. Yeah. Normally it's like, oh man, they, they could have cut that off after like hour and a half. <laughs> well, that's a big thing like in the music business when you're, you're doing your set list. You always want to have it to where they wish you'd have played one more song, you know? And sometimes you can do an encore if if, if it calls for it, but... You much rather them go, 
man, I wish they'd have played longer rather than, God, God, they wouldn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get home, man. I got clothes in the wash. And I think we've been on both sides of that. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. Live and learn. But anyway, up next, we have Alicia. All She's right. going to give us some. Uh, Alicia, you ready for the hot seat? Let's take a break real quick. Okay. Before we get to that. And we're back. And we got Alicia, which kind of feels weird calling you Alicia. Well, don't call me that. You want me to call you Ellie Mayfire? <laughs> you could just do Ellie. Sweet Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie. All right. Uh, you did the Conjuring franchise. You said there was two you didn't do because you couldn't find uh, the nun. Or the, well, is there two nuns movies? There's another one out now, a second nun out now, um, which I've never seen. I have I think seen the, the tag nun on a long is time you ain't got none. You ain't got none. <laughs> But I have seen The Nun, but I wanted to refresh my memory, but it wasn't on anywhere for free, so there you go. So based on your vague recollection of The Nun, do you remember it being scary? Like, about where in the list do you think it was? I mean, it had some jump scares and stuff, but the the cool thing about that, it was the prequel. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, where The Nun came after, where, like, he painted it, they both dreamed about it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it was also, the nun was also in Annabelle, um, the creation. The, this nun brings the orphans to this house, and she was showing the guy, you know, pictures of, you know, ladies, nuns that she worked with, where the nun came from. And he was like, who is this one? And when he points at it, you can see the evil nun, like, in the background behind them. Mm-hmm. So I like how they kind of tied the nun into all of those before they ever even really made the nun movie, you know. So, well, you know, I was late to the cool. party on the Conjuring franchise, so I was seeing that picture of that nun and a lot of horror movie stuff that I follow on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, and I always just thought it was just a scary look. I didn't even know it was tied to the Conjuring universe. Till I, Isn't that a creepy picture? Cool. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I thought, yeah, I thought it was just like a creepy picture that somebody came up with. But I didn't know it tied to any franchise till I started this. So are you doing favorite to least favorite or least favorite to favorite? I mean, how have you got it? So you have. I mean, I just got them listed out and I numbered them beside it, and I'll just talk a little bit. Okay. So number my least favorite was the Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. That's the most recent one. Yes, and it was good. It was okay, and I like these stories because they're based on true stories. Right. Um. And but that one just wasn't. That just wasn't as, as involved. Where as, was it, like, based out of? Were they back in America, or was this? Uh, yeah, I think, I can't remember what town, though. Somewhere, like, East Coast. But um, this they were doing an exorcism on this little boy, a nine-year-old boy. And his older sister's boyfriend actually jumped in, because he was, like, he caused Ed um, to, like, have a heart attack. Like, he, he got on top of him and punched oh, him wow. in the chest and was like, I'll rip your heart out, old man, or something like that. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so um, the boyfriend was close with the little boy, too, you know, and he's like, he basically called the demon a wimp and was like, you know, take me. And so it went into him. But he didn't realize that it did until he committed a murder and... And, and all that did, really happened? Yeah. Like, he, he did get off with, like, manslaughter, I think. Um, 
because like even the prison people saw like him contort and Fan do things and do things that he shouldn't have been able to do kind mm. of deal. So, but I mean, it was a good movie. It just wasn't my favorite one, and maybe okay. it's because it's the third one. I don't know. Now, when you when you rank your movies, does the scariness play into how? Like, do you like the ones you like the most are the most scary, or does that matter? The ones I like the most are actually the most realistic. Okay. So. So what's number next? Number next is five, which is Annabelle. Just plain old Annabelle. Have I seen that? Yeah, we watched it out here last we year. It. We all watched is it. Is that the one where they left and came back and the dollar written in crayons on the wall? Yes. And the the pregnant lady was sewing and she got her finger like that was one of the scares. Yeah. And um, so, and that one was good. And it is creepy because, you know, everybody's, a lot of people are scared of dolls. Um, but it just, it was just kind of me. Gotcha. Um, number four is Annabelle Comes Home. And at this point, and they have Annabelle at the Lorraine house locked up. But one of their daughter's babysitter's friends comes over and she had lost a dad and you know that kind of thing and so she was wanting to find something to like talk to him about and you know and then that's how they get you a lot of times with the Ouija board you want to talk to somebody that yeah you know you didn't get to say something or or do whatever loose loose ends and you start playing around with stuff that you shouldn't you know, trying to trying trying to do that, and there's just no way because they can they can use you in that way. Yeah. So um, it was cool because of that, and it was cool because um, it showed where Judy, the Lorraine's daughter, actually started um, getting some clairvoyant views like her mama. Oh. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I would, you know, Lorraine, um, Judy's probably in her seventies, but you know, I, Jesus, how I, old is Lorraine? She's um, still alive, right? No, Lorraine died, I think last year or oh, year before. I knew Ed was dead, but I didn't, I thought yeah, she was still alive. I think Lorraine died last year or year before. Maybe. Because they had her on set during Conjuring too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had her on set in all of them. And, um, I've watched a lot of documentaries also with, with this. I've watched a lot of Ed and Lorraine documentaries and YouTube because of Amityville. Mm -hmm. And um, they blessed the set. They had a priest come in and bless the set before they ever got started. Well, see, this story you're telling me about that the movie's based on, I could have swore. Did you watch the YouTube video where Ed is doing a tour of their museum? Yes. Well, when they got to Annabelle, he briefly went over like some things that's happened since they've had Annabelle there. And, and there's one of the reasons they put it inside the glass and to put the sign on there, the infamous sign, absolutely do not touch or do not open. But uh, he's, I think he mentioned that story. And this would have been way before they made the movie about the babysitter oh, really? or whatever going in there. Okay. I'm pretty sure he talked about that then because he talked about somebody touched it and got thrown. And he just went through like several things that's happened since Annabelle's been yeah. in their museum. Did and they talk about the motorcycle wreck? I don't remember. I don't remember a motorcycle wreck. But um they they have that museum blessed or that's what they said they have it blessed every 
week. They have a priest come in and bless it, which they, they led into that. He was doing an interview. I think it was the beginning of Conjuring 2 where he was showing this man around and he was like, don't touch that. <laughs> don't touch that. Well, this shows uh, at the end of Paranormal, uh, not Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring 2, he walks in to put the little, uh, I forget what that thing's called, but he puts it on the shelf and he moves stuff out of the way and he's got a handkerchief in his hand. Yeah, like he don't, yeah. He don't even touch the stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Crooked Man, the Crooked Man little wheel. They have the Crooked Man and then there was one, in Conjuring 1, there was a toy that she lifted up the mirror, you know, had a mirror on the top of it and it was sort of like this, like a carousel looking thing. Yeah. But she lifted it up and she could see in the mirror stuff behind her. Yeah. And they have that in there and it showed that in the conjuring too and all of that. So that was pretty cool. Um number four is Annabelle Comes Home. No, that's that's what I just did, wasn't it? No, you said Ellen Bell Creation, I thought. No. Annabelle, plain Annabelle, and then I did Annabelle Comes Home. That's when the Judy starts getting clairvoyant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're on number three, and y'all, <clears throat> like I almost quit after this one. Annabelle Creation. I almost like was like, I'm not watching any more scary movies. If Mark wants to watch Friday the 13th, I'll just go to bed, or I'll go quilt or something. Cause <laughs> I, I can't handle like it. This movie scared me to death. And you watched it during the day, right? Uh, well, it wasn't daytime, but I was awake. Let's put it like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I work nights, by the way. But, yes, it was creepy. I watched it on my phone. I didn't even have, like, all the loud. Wasn't that the one? The loud stuff. Like, I came home from work and, like, cuddled up to you in the bed and was like, I'm so scared. I can't watch any more of these. <laughs> Yes. But wasn't that the one that I was on the computer and you were over there finishing the end of it? No, that was comes home. Because you were like, really like, that every, every five seconds you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was Annabelle Comes Home. Oh. Um, and I, I, I did. I po Like I started after Annabelle Creation, like I would watch it up to where it was about to climax and then I would pause it and like go take a break and... Get me wow. something to drink and, you there know. There you go. Yeah. If you want a scary movie, there it is. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. It is scary. Um, so it, the creation, it's about the Annabelle that supposedly inhabits the doll. The demon that's attached to the doll. But it's not, but it, it, no, it's a demon. But how it came about is, and, and what's the scariest about this is because, you know, in all of the other movies, Ed and Lorraine, you know, were there and they do their little visions and they, they kill the spirit and everything's a happy ending. They, they're helping people. This one, it got out. It got away. It got away to go do Annabelle and room in with those nurses that, you know, like, that's what's the scariest about this is it got away. Yeah, it's um, at large. Yes, at large for several years. Um, but uh, the orphanage that I was talking about earlier, the nun brought these orphans out to this farm. And the guy, the man used to make dolls. And he made his daughter, of course, one of those dolls. Right, the Raggedy Ann. 
Well, it, well, in the movie, it's in the not, movie, it's not the Raggedy Ann doll, but it's that I other doll. I that's for copyright reasons, or they just wanted it to look scarier they just than that. It to look scarier. Because if you look Could at have the been a little bit of both. Annabelle, it doesn't really look it's that a, scary. The, the real Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like a Raggedy Ann. It was the... But that yeah, it was exactly it was, it like was okay. Well, it was a cheap, it was a cheap knockoff or whatever. But it just doesn't look, it doesn't look scary. But the Annabelle doll in the movies looks pretty. Creepy. Yes, so it I was pretty creepy with all the with all the blush and stuff. And it might have been a copyright issue with. It could have been a little bit of both. I don't know, but um, but he was the doll maker, and so they go to church and their little girl dies, and her name was. Annabelle. Well, of course, their, I don't know, eight-year-old daughter dies. Of course, they're distraught, and they would do anything in the world to bring her back. And so they, and of course, spoiler alert, so don't listen if you ain't seen it. Um, at the end of the movie, or towards the end of the movie, they say that they prayed to anything for them to see their little girl again. And she did. She came that back. That like a great idea. Well, but she came back. You know, she would play in the house. And her dad, her and her dad, when she was alive, would do the whole uh, come find me little notes. And she would slip it into his workshop. And then he would leave her a note and say, I found you. And she was like hiding behind the curtain. That was a thing that they did in real life. And so an eerie reminder of the clap found. game right. on the first one. And like miss me and all that kind of stuff. That was that was how that was born. But it wasn't really Annabelle. They used the fact that they were just like the in um Annabelle Comes Home, the loss of that little girl's father, they used that as a weakness to get get to you. Mm. So anyway. But it was a scary freaking movie and the demon got away. So it was freaky. Well, I know the the Ed and Lorraine movies, the main Conjuring movies, are all best based on Ed and Lorraine Warren cases that they took. Yes. But like the stuff like Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle Creation, is that is there any truth to that, or does anybody know? Is that I'm not sure. I'm I wonder not if sure. that's completely fictionalized. I don't think, I don't think knows for certain. But I don't think, and I think there might be a little bit of truth to. Um, the comes home where the daughter messed with it. it might not have been that extreme, you know, but I mean, a 10 year old girl wandering around the house with a bunch of weird happenings going on. And I'm sure she got picked on as being a weirdo because her mom and dad are ghost hunters and, you know, yeah, kids are mean. I know that was a big issue in The Conjuring too because the, the kids got picked on for being from the weird ghost you know haunted house and stuff right so so we're at number one now or at number two okay the conjuring two that's the one that was in london yeah where the little girl and this i think is because i because i saw one of the live interviews where there's an, another house that this kind of happened they the the little girl at one point in time faked something happening and in Conjuring 2, it shows that she faked it because the demon told her to. Like, yeah, she, he was going to kill the... If you the, don't make them leave, I'm going to kill somebody. Like, or, her, everybody. <clears throat> and so... Did that really happen, though? The, fake, the faking part where she... Yes. Trashed the kitchen? Yes. Um, but I don't think that it happened... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think it happened in London. 
I think they kind of tied some of the stories all together, you yeah. know. But, um, but you know, they played, you know, in the old man. The old man was the ghost, but he was actually held captive there, too, yeah. by the demon. That's what's interesting because it's like in most movies, are you dealing with a ghost or a demon? And what's the difference? This had both. Right. And um, so the, the, the old man was being held captive there, too. And then, you know, Ed figured that out from the several different recordings. That, that was neat. And played them together. And it was like, it won't let me go. And so that was really cool. Because one recording said one piece of yeah. it. Yeah. And they played them together and it said the whole message. And it was really cool. And so they yeah, immediately turned around and went back and thank goodness they did. And that's when, um, you know, that's where Lorraine had uh, a premonition of Ed's death with the tree outside and yeah. all that. And they bypassed that and saved the day. Yeah, I don't know how, how much... Spoiler we should go into, but I mean, if we're talking about these movies, I guess you'd have to assume that they're spoilers, but I thought it was cool how they figured out how to to win at the end. Yeah. Because that moment when, when that happened and she had her little freak out and she was doing her arm, like you just thought that was a, you didn't even thought that was an integral part of the movie until the very end. She's like, well, I need to know the demon's name. Yeah. And she's like, wait, I do know his name. And you're like, what? How? Yeah. And then she goes and gets her Bible. It was like, like, you oh. told me. And yeah, and she did like, the spirit writing. That was, a cool, that it was, was a cool. cool. Have twist. you seen The Conjuring 2, Kelly? No. Oh, my Jesus. Spoiler alert. It's a good one. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to watch it because of that picture I seen of the nun. Oh. That was in the background. It freaked me out. It's amazing. And then The Conjuring 1, um, I liked it because, like, it eased up on these people, you know? And it's kind of like um, Amityville, where. But it, this this thing wouldn't let that woman leave the house. Yeah. Like once it got a hold of her, like you know they christened the new house yeah. that they moved into, and you know she comes downstairs joking around with her husband. It's like, what did you do to me last night? Like I've got fingerprints on my ankles and my wrist, and like you know, Kinky. yeah, <laughs> you know. And she was like, he was like, well, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't know, and. You know, everything's good. Well, then it's, of course, always cold. And, yeah. you know, they don't know anything that it's a new house. They got to work on the furnace. And so they don't pay any attention. And then before you know it, they're engulfed. Yeah. And, um, like, she tried to leave the house one time. And then even she got to the end of the porch and it knocked her back in. And so mm. I guess I just like it best because it's the first. I don't know. And she, before it got a hold of her real bad, she actually went to... Uh, one of their seminars and was like, I think something's in my house. Like, something, oh, some, that's right. something's going on weird. Could you please come and look? And, you know, they didn't really want to, or Lorraine didn't, because she had just had the really bad experience at Amneville. Yeah. But because they showed the Amneville, actually, anyway, um, she had had the bad experience and um, where she like went catatonic. Yeah. And um, so that's it. But I guess maybe it's just because it's the first one, but I really loved it. It and was I, good. I was very, very reluctant to watch it. And you, were, you said something like, well, if I'm going to watch all these Friday the 13th movies, you're going to watch <laughs> a movie that I like. I was yeah. like, okay, fair enough. And I reluctantly watched it. And I got to say, I, it, was, it was freaky as hell and scary, but I, I did like it. I mean, you can't help yeah, but I watched it in theaters and it came out. And it was funny because we watched uh, Amityville, the 2005 remake version, and 
he was like, okay, fine. I'll watch The Conjuring 2 with you. And because at the beginning of that, they're at Amityville. Yeah. And she like turns into, I can't remember the guy's name that actually did the killing. Robert. Oh, crap. I can't remember. It's Robert something. He just died like a year ago. Yeah. Like this year. In prison. But anyway, um, at the beginning of that movie, they're doing, they were just going to a haunted house. And, or they thought was just a haunted house. And she did her little clairvoyant thing and actually turned into that guy. For Was it Ferrero or? Yeah, it's something, it's something odd like that. And she like was clicking the, the shotgun walking yeah, through and it was showing little flashbacks yeah. and stuff. And then she just started Ronald screaming. DeFaro. Yeah, Ronald DeFaro. And, um, and we've seen since then in other interviews with the actual Ed and Lorraine that in that sewing room where all that stuff happened to the priest, that, that was, she said that this is the closest to hell I ever hope to be. So, it's really Yeah, and what's interesting is there's been a lot of controversy about Amityville, and they talk about, like, well, this didn't happen, and that didn't happen, and it was all hoaxed. Uh, and there was one time where the, the priest that went to the house requested, he told Ed and Lorraine, you can, you can talk about what happened, but just don't include my name. Yeah. And then later he was like, for some reason, he changed his mind and said, well, I don't care if you use my name. Well, it's well just, they actually interviewed him on that documentary I sent you. They, yeah, I still haven't watched out. it yet. Well, he's on there, the priest. And he admits, yes, I got told to get out and I got slapped yeah. in, in the face. By son, and I was the only one in the room. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, you know, in part two, they, the church sent Ed and Lorraine because they were like independent. And Ed was the only non-ordained demonologist yeah. there was. And so they don't want to put, the, the Catholic Church didn't want to put their name on it if it was a hoax. Yeah, they, they would you kind know, of send them in to... To keep the church's name to clean. To investigate and you know, see if it's something the church needs to get involved right. in. Right. Because oh, they might come back and go, oh, no, you want to stay away from this. Yeah. Or uh, opposite, like, oh, yeah, yeah, these people need help. Get in there. And you don't want the Catholic Church just being known for chasing demons or, or ghosts around, right. you know. So they Not wanted... exactly good press. They okay. wanted to make sure that it was an actual real possession or real inhabitation before... You know, there's a new show... They went in. ...about... Uh, the people that investigate stuff for the Catholic Church. Oh, really? It's called mm. Evil. Well, there's it a guy really oh, in the documentary. It. There's a guy that it does. He's he's a you know he's wearing the collar yeah thing. He's one of the I don't know priest isn't the right word, but he does that for them. And they interview him about Amityville. Now he's not tied in like he he's not involved in the Amityville stuff. He's just giving like his take on yeah this could happen and that could happen kind yeah. of kind of thing and what was the name of that documentary it just came out this year it, Amityville is it's what it, like the, but it, is it on Hulu or Amazon Prime or I don't know I never did watch it well, uh, you sent you me the link phone? no it's pull that, there pull that up and see what uh, okay because I want to plug that that's a really good documentary about and I found it by accident. And, you know, we even watched a documentary on the DeFaro guy, and he was like, no, it's all fake. DeFaro guy was... My lawyer... I mean, he used to do heroin and stuff, and you could tell... My like, lawyer told me to make all that stuff up. I mean, you could just tell when somebody's crazy. 
he is that what they interviewed Charles Manson? Life yes. Sentences. Like, he had the look. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the lights were on, but nobody was home. I'm going to be honest. Or at least that's what it looked like to me. Which he just died in March. Famously yeah. haunted Amneville. What, what is that on? Tubi. Tubi, yeah, it's free. Tubi's a free app. I think it's got commercials, but, you know, whatever. You probably it, need one. It's a, yeah. It's a good documentary. Uh, that's why I wanted you to. I never look thought it up. that I would be a fan of commercials, but I would have loved some commercials during creation. <laughs> that's funny. It, it scared me. It scared me bad. All right. Well, that was your list. I enjoyed it, and we're fixing to go to the Athens Jailhouse and see uh, what happens with the SLS camera. Yes. SLS Connect camera. So I guess the next thing you'll hear, who knows with this podcast, but this is all we're going to do for right now. <laughs> I'll just say that. So we'll be back. Yeah. We'll just say that. We may, even if it's just an outro, we'll be back. Yeah, we're just sitting here trying to figure out why we go through so many mic microphone cables as a podcast. Well, it's not just microphone cables. We always have some type of technical issue we and it's a lot of times it's microphone cables we've gone through a bunch oh, and, yeah. and we're just doing a podcast it's a microphone on a stand and a cable going from the microphone that's on the stand into an interface yeah. it's not like we're sebastian bog like spinning our microphone above our heads by the cable in front of like you know a sold out arena no but you gotta think we unplug and plug these in a lot because this just isn't a podcast studio and a band hall. It's also a man cave. So these things get knocked over and pulled out and moved a lot. But in the band, we use different microphone cables, and they're under they're subject to a lot more abuse than these. A lot more. Very like especially back in the day when we were like on the road a lot. And, and granted, we went through some microphone cables, but it just seems like this is a lot for a podcast. I think I'm just going to have to... Other podcast people that are out there listening to this, let us know uh, how many microphone cables you guys go through. And do you che go for the, the, not the cheapest, but the economy ones, or do you go ahead and spend money on like the really, really good ones? I think it probably depends on their Patreon support. Ah. Would this be a good time to plug our Patreon? What is that? I think I did on this episode already. Uh, honestly, I don't remember. It, that was last week. <laughs> yeah, I hate we didn't get to finish the... We didn't start finishing podcasts when we start them because this is one of those times when I recorded this like a week ago and then we got really busy. And this is actually going to come out after Halloween. And I still have, even after this episode, at least two more lists. I wanted to go ahead and get to Tim Lucas's list tonight. Well, are we going to talk about what we did last weekend? Because we did mention it. When we it, left off, it? we were fixing to go to the Athens Jailhouse. Yes. Yeah. Did and we go? Yes. We did. <laughs> and we had a pretty good time. We had a couple of interesting things, but I think we did. I was really glad that we did the due diligence on the things we found. At the, uh, because we debunked some things. I think we've debunked almost best. everything, except for three things. Um, well, that's that's good ghost hunting, I think, is if you try to disprove your findings. Because if you do that, 
and you you go through every step of trying to say, well, was it this or could it wait? Go back and see if it maybe it was that. Like for example, one time we had audio and video going, and we heard this weird noise. Well, we went back on the video to that same spot we heard the noise, and you see the lens cap dangling from the camera that and I had. Hitting the... It hit a rail on the staircase. So we were like, well, there you go. Which we had a really good story up for that, too, of what it could have been yeah. until we found out. What oh, your imagination runs wild when you hear a weird <laughs> noise like that. But, you know, like I was saying, if you if you try to debunk every finding you get, it, what you're left with is if you strip away every other possibility, you have a really pure, not undisputable, but almost more pure encounter. Well, I don't go about it like that. I don't go I don't, about I don't to say like, debunk. oh, that was a ghost. That was a ghost. That was a ghost. I'm not. I'm not the opposite. I'm like, what could that have been besides? And if if you strip all that away and you boil it down to all you're left with is that possibility, then yeah. I think it's a better find. Or oh better. yeah, most definitely. But I try to prove what I hear, and in the process, if it's disproven, then hey, there we go. Yeah, but I'm definitely down with the the Athens Jailhouse being an annual thing. The only thing that that happened or didn't happen while we were there, but I noticed this time around there was like even more vandalism, and that really Man, pisses me sad. off because they're ruining it for everybody. If some jerk goes in there and starts like trying to kick the wall and uh, ripping down light fixtures and yeah, for no reason at all, and all you're doing is screwing that up for everybody. It's, they're going to shut the place down and say, well, we're not putting any more money into this. They're not going to try to fix it up anymore. They're not going to try to. Well, it's they're gonna, like they'll say, and this is why we can't have nice things. They're going to start locking it. They're going to lock they probably it down and not to. let anybody in there. But yeah, then that kind of ruins it for some of us amateur ghost hunters. And, you know, because we, we just like to go out there. Yeah. Well, you know, in a way, I kind of hope they do lock it down. But if they did, they would just bust the locks. They would, like, kick the door in or something. Uh, probably. Because I want to say that's what they did the first time that they had it locked up. Yeah. That that really pissed me off, seeing that there was even more vandalism. Like, every time you go, it seems like it's a little worse. But And it's stupid stuff. See, if if they would, if people would leave it alone, I think it would be cool if they... Because all the rooms are just completely empty. But if they tried to, like, um, you know, set furniture up in the rooms, like, period-appropriate... Like how it would have looked, almost like a museum kind like of thing. Like a jailer's desk and maybe get the bars back up. Or the or shackles. You know, they said at one time upstairs there were shackles. Just shackles, yeah. Stuff like that, like did like furniture and like fixed it up to where it was almost, like I said, like a museum. But that's never going to happen because... Well, if it wasn't out in the middle of BFE, then yeah, you could because it could be more monitored. Yeah, that's true. But you got to think, we were out there for hour, hour and a half. Yeah, I'd say so. We seen two vehicles go by. And even though there's people living on both sides of it. They're not right and, on top of it. but Well, close enough where we heard them talking. And they seen us over there and nobody even worried about coming over to see what we was doing. Of course, they might not recognize the Jeep, but. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, like I said, I've. I hate that we're not going to get this podcast out before it's going to be done before October 31st, but it's not going to be out before October 31st. Cause I got tomorrow. We're having a, a get together. Our gig got canceled 
on the 30th, which will be technically today. And then I got a thing Halloween night, and then I'll get the podcast hopefully out Monday. Um, but I did want to read Tim's list because he's he gave me his list first, and I was really excited that he picked this franchise. I want to guess what it is. I think you've already seen the paper. No, I have not. I think it's on Aliens. Yeah, you saw the paper. No, I didn't. I just know how big Tim is on Xenomorphs. Yeah. Um, I've still got a list from Sean that I'm anxious to to do. Um, I still got. A, I think Anthony did a list on Nightmare on Elm Street. I have my Nightmare on Elm Street list that I I did a lot of research on. I went back and rewatched every one of them and made notes. So we may have some November Halloween stuff going on. Hey man, to and me, that's fine with Halloween's me. year round. Was well, definitely the month of October. All right, uh, Tim Lucas. He says Aliens is number one. That would technically be, well, I guess, number the sequel two? to Alien. Yeah. So his number one is number two, and his number two is number. Wait, did I say that right? Aliens is his number one, and Alien is his number two. Yes, you said it right. Okay, good. Uh, then he jumps way ahead for number three is Alien Covenant. Dude, that one was good. This is that's where I start. I really liked Alien Covenant, but didn't Prometheus come before that? Yes, Prometheus is like the prequel to all of the aliens. Okay, he's got it as number four, which I thought it was really good until Covenant come out, and then it kind of blowed it away. Uh, number five, he's got Alien Resurrection. Is that the one where they brought back Sigourney Weaver? Isn't that number three? I don't know. I've seen all of these. Most I have too, all these. And it's been it's been a long time. But I get, I the water gets muddy because I've watched them as they came out, and I've only rewatched like the first two, and I think it was Alien Resurrection. I've seen a lot because I think that's the one where Wrigley came back. I could be wrong. Uh, his number six is Alien Three. Uh, well, that did answered the question. He Resurrection hates, wasn't he, three. He said he hates the fact that they killed off Hicks, Bishop, and Newt. I prefer the William Gibson screenplay. Also, a graphic novel plus audiobook. Um, number seven, Alien versus Predator. And uh, number eight is Alien versus Predator Requiem. I don't know that I saw that one. Didn't. Yeah, you did. We watched it out here when it came out. Okay. But I don't think it made that big of an impact on you. What do you think about them tying those two universes together? I like it. You do? Well, There's it's not There's a lot that, of people with mixed, mixed p- opinions about that. It's not that they're that. just now tying them together. It's been tied together since the very second Predator. Because on the spaceship, whenever... Uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Danny Glover. Danny Glover killed that alien, and he got the trophy. Well, when they went back in that ship, you seen alien carcasses hanging on the walls as trophies, the skulls. I don't remember that. I remember there being a reference before Alien vs. Predator to tease it, but I didn't remember it being that far back. Yeah, in in, uh, Predator 2, there was a reference that that showed a, a skull. But I don't think anybody really ever tied it together back then. 
But you know, the Predator franchise in g- general is one of those that started out really strong. I mean, that that first movie was just killer. And and you know, in hindsight, going by Predator Two was pretty good too. Yeah, it was different. Well, it, it took they place went in out of the city. jungle into yeah. the city. But then it fell off pretty fast for me after that. It's kind of like, okay, you've did about all you can do with that. That's yeah. kind of the way I felt with Alien. To an extent, but I still enjoyed all of them. Now, the one Predator that I really, really liked was when they ended up going to their home planet. When they were hunting the humans on their home planet. And they found that uh, that wrecked spaceship. That was really good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've probably seen all of them, but the water gets murky for me, honestly. I like I like both of those franchises. Yeah. But I think there was a, a lot of... Now, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were some unnecessary alien movies. But then when they started doing like Prometheus and stuff like that, it kind of picked back up for me. Yeah. Prometheus, really, because it, it kind of gave a reboot to the originals. It's like a soft reboot. It's like an origin story. And that yeah. was re- it was really cool. Which a lot of people didn't like it because of that. Well, sometimes you need some freshness to yeah. the franchise. Sometimes soft reboots work better than a hard reboot. Well, I think that's where the like water the gets X-Men, murky. On the, the X-Men was getting kind of tired, and then they did the whole... They spun the universe around, and it's different people, but it's the same people. But they don't abandon the original... Well, it's because they do like an alternate timeline sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, basically they... Like they did with Star Trek. The, which the multiverse can always be a plot convenience, but... Yeah. Well, this isn't a multiverse, it's just an alternate, because they, they time-traveled, and it changed everything. Yeah. But yeah, the Prometheus is one of those where you have to be careful that a, a prequel doesn't ruin the entire franchise. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of hesitant, even though I'm really wanting to watch Spiral, because it's a prequel to Saul. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, man, Chris Rock, don't mess it up. Oh, that reminds me, before we uh, bail on this outro, I watched Halloween Kills. Have you seen it? No. What is your outtake on it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it more than the, the last new Halloween movie from 2018. Was that? H2O? No. No, 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 no. No, that was 99, because that was a 20-year. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. (laughs) You already know, I don't don't keep that much up with the Halloween, because they rebooted it and remade it so many times. Well, this, in like 2017 or 18, they brought everybody back, like John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis, and and they were, and the, the original Michael Myers guy and everything, and then they ignored... Part two? Well, actually, I thought they didn't ignore part two. But now, basically, they ignored everything after part one. It like it's, it's like it didn't happen. This new, all them coming back is a whole connection back to part one. So it's like Michael Myers 30 years later. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. But the next day. Um. No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch no, it. No, they they jump ahead in time, like in, it's in real time. So there's oh, been, okay. There's been a long time since the original, and then there's this, and then there's Halloween Kills, and then there's <clears throat> evidently going to be one more from what I've heard. 
And then the, I think they're done. I'm, I'm sure they'll do something with the franchise later on, but the original people that came back for this are, are going to be done after this. I think it's ready for a new reboot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I said on here before, I don't mind. I don't know. How, I mean, I don't care necessarily how many times you reboot it and and start over and this or that. Just stop naming the, the, the movie the same name as the other movie. I think they just start calling it Reboot 1, Reboot 2. Or just, you know, like, you know, Alien Resurrection. They didn't call that Alien whatever number that is. Or, or you know, I mean, put a tagline on it or something to let us know it's not the original one. Because yeah. it gets really confusing. It does, especially when you're, you're Google searching them or searching them on your streaming service. Or you're trying to find the original or the remake and all you can do is pull up, you know, like, Fright Night 2015. I don't want to. I want to see the original. Which I, honestly, I'd much rather watch 2015 than the original. Not me. I'm I'm hardcore original all the way. I think it was just the people who was in it for me. Uh, what else was it? I watched. Man, I uh, you know, like on your Fire Stick, you can hit the little microphone and you can just say like Batman, and it pulls up like a. All the Batman stuff you can watch. You know, Dish does that now. Yeah, every service has a version of That's that. That's cool. <clears throat> uh, but I clicked it, and I, I said something like, I just want to watch like a horror movie documentary. I'd watched a bunch of stuff. And if you listen to the last episode on this one, me and Alicia watched a lot of behind-the-scenes. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, Amityville stuff. Oh, the Conjuring stuff. Conjuring yeah. stuff. Uh, we did deep dives on all that. And I was just like, I said, like, horror documentary or something and that uh, movie came up uh the beast of uh bray road bray road bray road beast the beast of bray road yeah it was, it was a documentary about like a r- real life werewolf they think they really don't know i hadn't seen the documentary but i've heard a lot of podcasts about it uh, the, I mean, it didn't convince me that there's werewolves running around, but it was it was interesting. There's definitely something weird going on. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of sightings of that thing. Mm, yeah, a lot, and on it's that, up north. A lot of them on that one, Wisconsin, I think. I, I want to say it is Wisconsin. Oh, uh, we finally watched Malignant. Have that you seen keeps it? popping up, but I hadn't I hadn't sat down to watch it yet. I think it is. They're taking it off HBO Max, if I remember correctly. So you need to catch it for. Is it's it gone. good? Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I know I've been watching so many horror movies and different horror podcasts and uh, YouTube stuff here lately. I can't keep up with all. Oh, I've did watched. you listen to uh, the real life story of the Exorcist Part One? No, not yet. I have not. I've finished Part One. I'm waiting for Part Two. It should come out tomorrow. They come out on Saturdays, right? I do not remember. I'm caught up on Kryptonaut. But yeah, we've we've watched. I've probably watched more horror movies this October than. I do for most. I guess especially since I watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. But next episode, I'll talk about that. I mean, again, sorry it'll be into November, but not sorry. Hey, just enjoy it. Yeah. People are usually late to the party on our episodes anyway. So they might be watching this, listening to this at Christmas time. Yeah, like, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's not like this This is a carton of milk that's going to go bad. <laughs> I mean, this what we're talking about is worth talking about. I mean, it happens year round. Yeah. 
So anyway, what episode does this be? 171? You know, for once, I really don't know. Oh, dude, I love that Google search right there. Oh, yeah, I made a bunch of jello shots for the party, and I was Googling how long it takes for it to set up. Did you figure it out? Mm-hmm. Did I say 170? You said 171, but... Oh, I got ahead of myself. I thought we had done a podcast since 169, and we did. It was this one, and we're just now yeah. finishing it. That's what. That's why I don't need gaps between. Well, that's why you said if you listen to the last one, you would hear y'all talking about that. And I, I wanted to say, no, Mark, we did that last weekend before I think we, we went ghost I we talked about hunting. the Bray Road Beast this episode. We touched on it, me and you did, did in the intro. So, like, we're, we're yeah. Um, or if we didn't, me and you just talked about it sitting around the bar. And that's another thing. This, we this, do that a lot. It's the same thing whether we're recording or not. Anyway, thanks, Tim, for sending us your list. I enjoyed everybody's list. I always like doing lists on here. I don't know why. It's just kind of our thing. and Especially around Halloween time, it's, it's fun to do. And we're going to get creative next year to figure out how we're going to do the list. But I thought this was a good one. T- picking a franchise and putting all the sequels in order. You know, I think we should do a list... Like for every holiday. I mean, it's not I like we have we a lot of Christmas hard... movies one time. Did we? Or maybe we just talked about some of our favorite ones. And I think necessarily... we talked about our favorite ones. Yeah, I think that was all. It was. But it's still not watch, too late. I watch Scrooged every year. To send us your list if you've got one. It's never too late. In fact, if you send it to us like a month or two from now, we'll just wait till next October. Or we'll just say, hey, we got a new list in. Yeah, that too. And you can call our voicemail line at 662. I wondered what you were doing over there. 767-4487. You thought I was texting, didn't you? I didn't know. I didn't know what you are doing. No, I was making sure we had that. Because we still ain't put our little post-it back up yet. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture, episode 170. 170. We've been broadcasting live from high top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. Love you, bye. Love you, mean it.